Thank you. I appreciate y'all singing that this, this morning. I do want to say once again, thank you to the church and all your efforts and energies and all your time and money and the praying and the fasting and coming out the nights that you came out and all the times you might have come early uh, was not unseen or unheard of. And we thank you for it. May the Lord bless you for it. And uh, I feel like it worked so well. It seemed like everything was so smooth. It seemed like everything just worked accordingly. And we've heard other people say the same thing. And, and so I'm excited that our church together uh, put together a meeting uh, that we would call a revival meeting or a tent meeting. And uh, God was able to give us the resources to do that through your offerings and your giving. And God has seen that we have accomplished uh, what he had began. And I like always finishing what I start. And so I'm glad this morning that we can say that all that have come, that it's told me from other churches and churches here, that uh, the Lord has done some work in their heart. Amen. And that's what we wanted. We desired to do that. But we're not through. This is just a beginning. This is sort of like maybe just a spark or maybe something that has just moved us to the place where we need to go. If you're like me this morning, I've got so far to go. I've been saved a long time. Matter of fact, October 30th, 1988, when I got saved. Today's October 30th, 2022. So this kind of day is a little special day for me. And um, the day that I got born into the family of God, the day that I got changed for the glory of God. My life's never been uh, the same. It's been different. All things are now viewed in a different way from this day some years ago. But I'm glad today that God's not through with me. I'm glad he's not through with you. I'm glad this morning that we still have a God in heaven who's in charge that cares enough for us that he wants to bring us to the place where we can be conformed to the image of Christ. I know there's a lot of things in me that needs to change. I know there's a lot of things in my life that I need to add. There's some things in my life that I need to, to really just get squared away. And if you're anything like me this morning, I need more of God and of God's Word. And so this morning, if you would, turn to Psalms 26 and let's preach the message this morning that God's laid on my heart uh, concerning the continual, the continual on this road or this path or this desire to be what God wants us to be this morning. As we stand to our feet in honor of God's holy, precious, glorious word, we begin in verse 1, judge me, O Lord. For I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with, with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving 
and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity, redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place, and the congregations will I bless the Lord. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus this morning. Lord, if there's ever a time that I needed you, Lord, it's now. God, I pray, Father, that you'd encourage us and strengthen us. And, God, that you'd give us the help we need in our Christian life, Christian walk. God, we know that this is not a fleshly thing. We know it's uh, not a worldly thing. We know that it's a spiritual uh, drive. It's a spiritual life that you're desiring for us to live. We know we're still in this flesh. We know we're still in this world. And we know, God, that these things are about us. And, and Father, we're asking now, Lord, that you'd help us to live above. God, help us to live beyond all that we see and all that we feel. God, help us today, dear God, to see what our path is for this revival. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. You know, we prayed. And we prayed. And we prayed, we prayed at church, we prayed at home, we prayed in other places and other venues, and we cried out to the Lord, Lord, send us a refreshing, a renewing, send us a awakening, a spiritual awakening. If you didn't pray, shame on you. If you did, amen, thank you. Uh, but we prayed, and we're asking God to do something within us, within on us, our church, the people, the Christians at, at, at large, just the uh, those today, dear God, who say they know the Lord, we prayed, and then we fasted. And we fasted some days, we fasted some weeks, we fasted some hours, we fasted different things and different, uh, uh, maybe it's been food, or maybe it's a telephone, maybe it's time, maybe it's uh, not going to places, whatever it may have been, we fasted for the sole purpose as we prayed, God, we need you. And God, we've asked that you move within our hearts and our lives. Revive us. Stir us anew in our hearts. Amen. And then we find that we, we heard God's word. Man, we began on Sunday night with Brother, Brother Robert. And then we went Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we heard God's word. Two men preached each night. Uh, the messages of God uh, came forth out of those men. I don't believe any of those men uh, have held back. I don't believe any of those men missed God. I don't believe any of those men came in with just a, a, uh, a desire to just preach. I believe they came in to feed uh, those hearers and to tell them what God has told them. And so we heard the preaching of God's Word. And so we can say, yes, we've done that. Then we heard the singing, the singing that was given, songs that we have not heard before. Songs that may have touched our hearts or songs that have may have caused us to just begin to, to lift up the name of the Lord, to, to recognize the goodness and the kindness and, and the glory of our Lord. And so we found that the singing uh, was just uh, good and it was specials that was done. It was church that was done. Uh, we found that we've enjoyed that. We had the fellowship with people. 
in the way of meals, and we ate together, and we fellowshiped together. And then we had other churches from uh, come in and, and to support and to gather with us and to sit with us and, and to be part of us. And, and we saw them come, and we saw them leave, and, and we saw them come back. And, and boy, it just brought uh, uh, good feelings and, and had good times. And, and so we found all that to take place. And you'd say, man, if that's the case, Brother Larry, then but we must have been successful or we must have been, uh, we've done everything that God asked us to do and we've experienced all that God would have us to experience. And, and so now my question is, is where do we go from here? Where do we go from here tonight? We go back into the world, we go back to work, we go back into the dysfunctional homes, we go back into the rebellion and stubbornness of children, we go back into our finances that are poor, we go back into our sin uh, that we've enjoyed, uh, we go back into the churches of coldness and indifference and division and schism. Where do we go from here? Uh, what is our next step? Where is it that God would have us to go from this day, from all that has just happened with us? You know, there is a tendency in a flesh way to just relax. There's a tendency tonight for you and I just to say, okay, we need some rest, period. Well, I don't want to pray. I don't want to hear God's word. I don't want to go to church. I just want to sit back, lay down, rest, take it easy, kind of regather kind of get back together my normal, ordinary, common way of life because this past week was different for sure, uh, unusual, absolutely. And so now I need I just want to get right back to the routine of life. I don't know if that's your mindset. That's not mine, but I don't know if that's your mindset, but it could be today. And so where do we go from here? Well, as I read the Scripture here today, Lord's laid on my heart, I noticed that David, who wrote the scripture, he makes a request to God. And I believe this morning, if you don't make this request to God, that you're going to go right back into who you were. You're going to go right back into the spiritual condition you were. You're going to go right back into the place of complacency or compromise or maybe even dull or maybe even walking just barely, uh, just going along to go along. And uh, all this past week, all the messages, all the singing, all the fellowship, all the emotions, all the feelings, all the truth, all the prayer, all the conviction will just kind of fade away. If this request won't be made. And here's the request that uh, David makes with our God. He says, number one, he says, judge me, O Lord. Judge me. And that ought to be the request that you and I have for the Lord today. If we want to take this revival feeling, this revival sense, this revival need, this uh, excitement, this zeal, uh, all that we've learned last week, all that we felt last week, if we want to move it to this week, we're going to have to come and request of God, God, judge me. Judge me. And uh, as we talk about this judgment, uh, that word judge would mean, Lord, I want you to give me your assessment of my life. That word judge means an assessment. A judge who's looking at the situation. A, a judge who's hearing all the facts. A judge who is listening to all the testimony. And then he makes an assessment on that life. 
And this morning, if you and I just go on and go forward looking for the meal, looking for the, uh, the celebration of the pastor, and we forget what happened last week and just move on without stopping and pausing and say, God, judge me. I ask you today to make an assessment of my life. I want you to look at me. I want you to judge me. I want you to assess me. I want you to assess my mind, my heart. I want you to assess my motives. I want my tendencies. I want you to my intent of my heart. I want you to, to assess all that I am. I want you to assess my ways. I want you to assess my works. I want you to assess my walk. I want you to today, this morning, right now, I want you to begin to work in me in such a way and judge me and assess me. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I cold? Am I indifferent? Am I excited? Am I dull? What is going on in my life for the good or for the worse? For happiness or for sadness? Lord, I ask you today, judge me and assess my life. Amen? That is where we need to come to this morning. Judge me, not my spouse, not my children, not my fellow worker, not my co-worker, not my church member, not my family or friend or neighbor or even my enemy. God, I need you to judge me, assess my life. Number two, that word judge means not to assess, but it means to evaluate my life. Lord, I need you to evaluate me. You know, because if we evaluate ourselves, we might have some sort of like leniency, right? We, we, might, we might say, okay, I kind of like me a little bit. I, I kind of I say to God, God, I did that real well, and Lord, I'm really on top of that. Now, right there, I came a little short, but that's okay. I got some reasons for that. And right there, Lord, I just failed. I just fell down on that one, but I justify it because there are some other things that's going on in my life. You see, that's when you judge yourself. But this morning, if you allow God to evaluate you, it may be a little different. And God, will you evaluate my life? Judge me, O oh Lord, and evaluate me. I want to know truth about me. Don't you? I want to know about my heart. I want to know really what is going on in me. Am I saved? Am I not saved? Am I serving God? Am I a fake? Am I a phony? Am I just not real? Is there some things down deep in my heart that's keeping me away from really serving God, like jealousy and bitterness and unthankfulness, or maybe something in, in my life today that is creating me to be a, have a bad attitude, to have a bad spirit, uh, to be rebellious and stubborn? What is wrong with me, God? I need you to evaluate me. I need you to make an assessment of my life. Judge me. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. How many times in your life have you prayed to God to ask him to judge you? This is not common. You don't ask God to judge you. Most people are fearful of judgment. Most people are scared to ask God to judge me. God, they're saying, listen, Lord, I don't. You look at man, and man say something about you. Say, don't judge me. Because, see, that's our defense for judgment. But when we can humble ourselves and submit ourselves and come to a place where we're really seriously understanding that we want to walk with God and we want God to come about our lives and to take over our lives and use us for the glory of God, we've got to come to a place where we say, God, oh Lord, judge me and evaluate me 
and assess my life, Lord. I need it because I need to know the truth about me. I need to know what really is going on in me. That word judgment means an opinion. And so, God, I'm asking you this morning, what's your opinion of me? What is it? I might think more highly of myself than I ought to. Hey, I like being around those people who just raise me up and lift me up. I like being around those who, who think fondly of me, right? But, man, those who don't like me or those who might see some things in my life that I don't like about me but they know about me, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to around them. Do you? Well, no. But, friend, when we finally come to the place with God and say, God, what's your opinion of me? I wonder this morning, could we do that? We not look on last week and, and clap and say, hallelujah, glory to God, all those victories and all those things that went forth and say, we had a good week, we had a good time, and now, now we're just going to go back to the old uh, meat and potatoes, or can we say, oh, God, will you judge me? You gave me 10, 11 messages last week. You let me sit in six services. You, you let me be around God's people for a five or six days. Uh, you give me meals each night to sit and talk and fellowship with fellow Christians. Now judge me. You've given me a whole lot last week. You've given me, I've been in prayer meetings. I, I, I prayed several times and, and fasted. And, and, and Lord, you let me do all that. And now it's time that we put all this together and wrap it up and say, judge me. Give me your opinion of me. I would wish that God would, it would verbally would say as we come down in just a moment and bow down at this altar and as we say to God, God, would you give me your opinion of me? Would you tell me, Lord, assessment of me? Lord, will you evaluate me? And I want you to judge me, God. I just wish that God's voice would be verbal in such a way that he would say, Larry, you've got a wicked heart. God, is that what you see in me? You've got an unforgiving spirit. You've got a bitterness. You've got a rebellion in you. God, is that what you, your opinion of me? I believe that would break it open. I believe that revival would come upon all those who want revival. I believe today that our lives would change in such a way that we would be more godly and more Christ-like and more scriptural and biblical and those around us would actually respect us. Besides, to mock us. God, would you judge me? And we find here as David would ask God, God, would you judge me? He asked another question in verse 2. He said, not only judge me, O Lord, but examine me, O Lord. Now, that word examine is a little different than that word judge there. That word examine means to investigate. Now, we have two policemen in our midst here today. They know all about in investigation. They know all about the interrogation. And so what we're asking God now is, God, uh, we want you to judge us and tell us your opinion and, and of us. And, and, uh, and, Lord, but now we want you to investigate us. We want you to get into our lives and begin to interrogate. We're asking you, Lord, to begin to ask those hard questions. 
God, we're asking you to intervene into our minds, into our lives, and, and tonight, uh, this morning, that you will begin uh, to begin to probe into those tender spots, into those deep recesses of our hearts where nobody knows and nobody cares but you. God, I want you to examine. We want you, Lord, to investigate in such a way. And, Lord, I want you to investigate my motives. Why am I here this morning? Why did I come two week, two times last week, three times, five times? Lord, why would I fast and why did I pray? And, Lord, why do I go to church and why do I read my Bible and why do I go to work and why do I love my spouse and my children? And, Lord, why do I do what I do? Lord, I'm not interested in my works. I'm not interested in all that displays from me, all that manifests from me. I'm interested in the motives of why I do that. God, I pray you examine me. Why do I do what I do? Lord, what is the intents of my heart? Because when I stand for you on judgment day, it's not going to be all about what I did. It's going to be all about why I did it. I don't want to wait on my judgment day when I stand on the final day to stand before God. And God would say that your intents and your motives were fleshly and worldly and selfishly. And there's no reward for you. It's burned up in wood and hay and stubble. And you go forth with nothing. The God I'd have him this morning say to me those words, I can make it right. God, examine my motives. You know, this morning, that's a big issue with people. People come up and say, hello, how are you doing? What do you mean? Some people say, hey, listen, I want to give you this. I want to, I want to help you with that. Why are they doing that? Amen? Motives. What is your motives? God, I ask you this morning to examine and interrogate, and I investigate my motives. Now, I want you, Lord, tonight to examine my motives, but examine my ways. Why am I rude? Why am I hateful? Why do I want to disobey? Why do I want to be contrary? Why do I want to go the different than everybody else? Why do I have a bad spirit? Why do I just complain and gripe and murmur? Why do I like starting fights? Why do I like to argue? And why am I sarcastic? And why do I continue to find myself in troubled areas? God, interrogate my ways. Because my ways are they your way. Investigate them, Lord. Not only my motives, but my ways. God, I need you to interrogate that, Lord. Would you examine my ways? You know, many a time uh, people say like this, well, that's just the way they are. Puke on that. If that's not the way of Jesus this morning, you're in the wrong way. Let's stop using those old cliches and using those little words to describe your, your wicked behavior, your ungodly conduct. That's just the way I am. Man, I hope you're not so proudful as that this morning. 
Whenever somebody says to you, why do you keep on saying that? Why do you keep on doing that? You say, that's just the way I was born. May God have mercy upon you. God, would you please examine my ways, examine my motives. And then thirdly today, we're asking, or David is asking, and we ought to be asking, Lord, to investigate my thoughts. My thoughts. Lord, interrogate my thoughts. Lord, I, I know uh, that my thoughts are what they are. And I know there's some people in this room here who think they can read the thoughts of their spouses. And I know some people in here today think you can read the, the thoughts of your parents. You ever use this statement? I know what you're thinking. Well, who in the world do you think you are? You say, oh, I know you thought that. That's wrong. If you, start, if, you say, if you say those things, then won't you stop, amen? Because that's just an outright lie. What we heard this morning, that's just the devil, amen? Stop being like the devil, you old little devil. Right, amen? And so if I'm this morning, Lord, would you, would you investigate, interrogate my thoughts? In other words, Lord, I want you to go deeper, deeper. Go deeper into my mind. Go deeper, Lord. Get down to the imagination. Get down to Lord to the very place where that thought originated. That thought began right there, Lord. Get deeper. Lord, go wider. Well, I know that you're going to judge my ways. You're going to judge my motives. But God, judge my thoughts and that the deepest you can go and the widest you can go. Lord, I want you to get down in me. I want you to make an, an interrogation, investigation, Lord, in my thought where you can go wider and deeper and you can go farther than ever before. Lord, I am opening up my heart. I am opening up my mind. I am opening up to the very who I really am and what I am this morning and asking you to examine me, interrogate me, investigate me. You want revival? You're going to have to come right here. It will go no further than what just experienced this past week. Your only revival that you ever say is we had a tent meeting. Only revival you ever experience, only refreshing and renewing and getting different and becoming changed and having joy in your life and hope in your life. He said, you know what? Boy, I like that message that Brother Mark preached on Wednesday. I like that message Brother Gary preached on Monday. I really like that, that message that old Jake preached on Wednesday. I mean, that's all this thing. I really like that song they sung. Boy, I tell you, Tracy, she sung a good song on that Tuesday evening. And boy, that meal on that Thursday was the best ever, like that chili, man. And I tell you, it was good. That's all you got. You can't live on that. Spiritually speaking, this morning, you, you're going backwards. But friend, when you come to the place and request of God and say, God, judge me, now you're going somewhere. God, not only do you, will you judge me, but will you examine me? Hard, would you? Get down deep in me. And then verse 2 also says, not only to judge me and examine me, but he asked him to prove me. Look what he says there in that verse 2. And prove me, O Lord. Try my reins and my heart. Prove me. 
You know what you're asking God now? This is if you're real serious about it. And, and really, if you really got some stirring last week of some kind, that this morning you want to move forward. You'll say, Lord, prove me. You know what that means? That means, Lord, you're asking God to put you through the fire. That word prove there is a, is a word of refining. See, Lord, you judge me. You get the evaluation of me. And then, Lord, you examine me, interrogate and investigate. And now, Lord, I'm asking you, would you prove me? Put me through the fire. I mean, I don't know how many people in this room ever asked God to judge them or to examine them. But how many in this room this morning has asked God to prove you? God, put me in the fire. I prove it. Put me through trials. Put me through a test. Are we serious? Are we just going to walk along? Are we just going to go along and say, boy, we had a great time last week. And you're going to use that for the rest of the year. Or are you going to say, boy, last week has pushed me to Sunday. And that Sunday, boy, I tell you, I got down on my face before God. And I laid my heart out before the Lord. And I said, Lord, I love you. I want to serve you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to do all you want me to do. I want to live all you want me to live. And I will be faithful to you unto the end. Unto death when I serve you Lord and I tell you right now you judge me examine me but then Lord you prove me put me in the fire and I'll show you amen brother Larry that's the kind of Christianity I want is to tell God put me in the fire put me in the test put me in the trial let me go through some suffering let me find some place of pain and hurt and I'll let you know and show you that I am for you that's revival this morning. That's what we need. We need God to prove us. That word there now it means to put in the fire, but it put me in the test, put me in the trial. Lord, I want you to prove my mind. I want you to prove my heart. I want you to prove my spirit. That word range just means your mind. And of course, the heart is your heart and your spirit this morning. And what David is asking, what we are ought to be asking God, is God prove me. Put every towel, every test, every fire into my life. And you do it with my mind. You do it with my heart. You do it with my spirit. And Lord, I'm asking you today, I request of you, judge me, examine me, and prove me. Would anybody in this room do that? Would we be a church of glory, Baptist church, where we would all say within our hearts this morning, brother, I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to request of God. To do that because I want to be right with God. I want the blessings of God to be upon my life. I want God's power in my heart. I want the Spirit of God to be in my home. I want in the last days, in the days of evil, in the days of difficulty, in the days of perilousness. We need God. But we got to come to God where He is the one that judges us. And He is the one that examines us. And He is the one that proves us. So that we can find comfort and rest in God. There's so much anxiety in life. There's so much bickering between husband and wife in this room over stupid, silly, dumb, ridiculous, non-sensual things. We got to get it together, people. We're living in difficult times. 
Have you not seen? Have you not heard? Do you not, do you not pay attention to what's going on? And we're worried about little bitty stupid things that has no matters of any kind. Not talking to each other. Uh, not, not doing for each other. Not loving for one another. I prayed this week for one thing. Uh, or many things, but one thing specifically. And that was this. God, you would take this revival meeting and you cause, brother, you cause Glory Baptist Church family to come together. Amen. That you allow us to be lovers of each other. Uh, lovers of one another. Uh, that we would come together as one without schism, without division, and we'd actually find a genuine Christ-like love and compassion and caring for each other, that we would not be enemies of each other, but that we'd be together and fight the enemy. Amen. And I don't know if that took place or not, but I'm praying it would. The greatest family that I have is a church. There's more people in this room right here that's for me, that loves me, that cares for me, and I believe you'll give the shirt off your back for me than my own family. Right here. And until I die, will the church be that in my heart? I'm praying, God, would you judge me? Examine me and prove me. That's the request this morning. Secondly, I want you to notice the, only the request of God, but the reasoning before God. Now, why would somebody like David want to request that of God? I mean, that would seem kind of like, really? I mean, we've got a lot of troubles already in our lives, and here we're asking God to prove us. I mean, I've already got some difficulty and, and some challenges in so many other areas of life, and now here we are requesting God to, to prove us. Well, number one, the first reasoning that I noticed before God that David brought forth that ought to be in your heart as well is he said to God, he said, I have walked. Now, this is past tense. In other words, when you have walked, you can turn to God and say, God, judge me. When you have walked, you can turn to God and say, examine me. When you have walked, you can say, okay, God, prove me. Right? I have walked. I want you to notice in verse 1, the Bible says, I have walked in mine integrity. In other words, what that word integrity means, I have walked in completeness. In other words, integrity means the Innocence or uprightness, it means that I have walked completely with you, God. I have walked in my integrity. There's nothing at all in my walk with God that is lacking. Nothing in my walk with God that has come short. All that he's asked me to go and do and be, I have met that. I have whole with God. I have walked in my integrity. I have walked in a completeness with God, and I am complete with Him. I wonder this morning, could we say that? I have walked in my integrity. I have obeyed you. I have got right with others. I have done your will, and I've been part of your work. I gave as I ought to give, and I go as I ought to go. 
completeness. He walked in completeness. Number two, he walked in correctness. He says in verse 3, he says, For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. I have walked in thy truth. I have walked in correctness. Now, have I walked in completeness, that's mine integrity, but I have walked in thy truth. I haven't walked how I wanted to walk. I haven't walked in, in when I wanted to walk. I, I didn't walk in my truth. I walked in your truth. I walk not how I think I should walk. I'm not walking how my mom and daddy told me to walk. I'm not walking how somebody else has instructed me to walk. I have walked in thy truth. I've walked in correctness. Now, if you're walking like somebody told you to walk, you may not be walking in the truth. If you're walking how you think you ought to walk, you know, when you talk to me about being a Christian, uh, the big thing about being a Christian these days is, is this is how I think you ought to live. This is what I think you ought. I don't think you have to go to church every time the doors are open. I don't think uh, that you have to give tithes. I don't think uh, that you have to, that you have to, uh, you know, uh, come to Sunday school. I don't think you have to open up your songbook and sing. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think. Well, who cares what you think? David said, I walked in thy truth. What matters is what God thinks. It matters what his word thinks. Have you walked in correctness? Have you walked according to thy truth? Have you begun and have started today to walk in that word truth means trustworthiness. Has God trusted you to walk in his walk? Are you trustworthy? Can we count on you? Can God count on you? Can God look back and look forward and say, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, that fellow there, that gal there, she's going to walk in truth because she's trustworthy. That word also means truth, means trustworthiness, but it means uh, faithfulness this morning. I've walked in thy truth. I've walked in faith. Faithfulness. I've been faithfulness to this word. I've been faithful to God. I've been faithful to Christ. I've been faithful to the Spirit of God. I've been faithful, faithful. Faithful. Now, if you've been faithful to your grandma, that's not a big deal. If you've been faithful to your to your spouse, that's not a big deal. You've been faithful to your work, that's not a big deal. But friend, being faithful to God is a big deal. Because when you're faithful to God, you're faithful to everybody else. Walking in truth, that's walking in correctness. Walking this morning in completeness. Number three. Walking in carefulness. Verse four. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. Have you walked careful? In other words, this morning, uh, you say uh, that I have walked careful and that I will, not, I will not unite myself with pretenders. The word dissemblers there, as he speaks, neither will I go with dissemblers, with vain persons. He's talking about pretenders. People who say they're something, but they're not, I won't sit with them. I will not unite with them. I will not come together with them. I will not be associated with them. Those that are pretenders, those that are dissemblers, those that are vain, I will not put myself in that group. I will not be companions of that. Walking in place where you say, I've been careful. 
I'm not going to put my name, I'm not going to put my presence with that group of evil. If they want to go and they want to be and that's who they are, I'll not go that direction. I'll not be part of it. Well, you may not get in it. You may not get a promotion. So be it. Uh, you may not have a job. So be it. Uh, you may not get a may pay raise. So be it. Uh, they may make fun of you at work. So be it. I will not gather, unite, put myself together, or be associated with anything that's pretending. Have you walked like that? Have you walked in that carefulness? Or do you feel like just coming to church and then when you go out there, you can just be who you want with whoever you want? I'm good. I'm good. I come to church, I gave my tithes, I sang my songs, I heard the preacher preach, and I did everything I need to do. Now, here's my business now. Not his business, but my business. And I can go ahead and assemble, and I can be with those liars, I can be with those pretenders, I can be with those atheists, I can be with those who don't believe in God, I can be with those who are evil, wicked, drunkards, drug addicts, pornographers. I can do all of that, and I can hang with them, I can be friends with them, and I can just hang out with them, and then come back to church on Wednesday night and Sunday night, and Sunday morning and be just okay. No, you're not okay. That's why David could say, God, judge me, examine me, prove me, because I haven't sat with those pretenders. Right? And then secondly, he says in verse 5, he says that in the way of walking careful, he says, I have not united with the contenders. He says in verse 5, I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not set with the wicked. Those are those who contend. They oppose God. I will not place myself in that situation amongst people who oppose God. I will not do that. I will not set, against, I will not set with pretenders and I will not set with contenders. I will not do that. I don't care what I lose. I don't care what I gain. I don't care how many friends I get. I don't care how many friends I lose. I am not going to do. I am going to walk careful by whom I am with and whom I am associating with and whom I am gathering around and whom I am rubbing shoulders with and whom I am counseling with. And whom uh, uh, that I will go out to eat dinner with and them come to my house and me go to their house. Careful. Walking correctness. Walking in carefulness. Walking, here fourthly, in consciousness. In verse 1, he says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. That's walking in consciousness. Consciousness of trusting in the Lord. In other words, I'm walking on purpose, trusting in the Lord. I'm not worried about COVID, are you? I'm not worried about what's going to happen uh, down there in Korea and Russia and, and all the other places, are you? I'm not concerned about Washington. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not at all uh, been out of shape or what's going to take place in any city or state or any disease or famine or any atomic battle, atomic war. Everybody's getting all excited about us getting blown up and us having an atomic attack and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Fred, listen, uh, trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. 
In other words, I am walking on purpose with consciousness. I'm just going to trust in the Lord. Well, I'm not going to go there. Why? Because I might get something. But trust in the Lord. I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to trust in the Lord. A lot of people today have changed their way of life, doing what they do and how they do it because of all these circumstances around us and situations, and they're not trusting in the Lord. But David said, I'm walking in consciousness, trusting in the Lord. I walk on purpose. Trusting the Lord. Number two, not only walking in purpose, that's trusting the Lord. But secondly, he's walking with confidence. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm confident he'll protect me. I'm confident he'll provide for me. I'm confident that he will show me and guide me. I'm confident that man will, uh, will turn on me, but God never will. I'm confident that my heart uh, is wicked, but God is not. I'm confident uh, that family uh, will not just be there, but God will. I'm trusting in confidence. The word trust means only purpose and confidence. But thirdly, I'm trusting him in boldness. And then look what he says in verse 1. I shall not slide. You worried about sliding? You worried about backsliding? You worried about getting cold and indifferent and kind of slipping off and slipping away? David said, I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted in the Lord with purpose, with confidence, and with boldness. Conscious, I will not slip. Isn't that good? If you can walk consciousness. Instead of walking haphazardly, walking foolishly, walking lightless, just kind of going through the groove, going and doing your thing. Can I say here, fifthly, he walked in clearness. Look at verse 3. The Bible says, for thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. Thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. He walked in clearness. And the way I'm speaking of this morning is that when David walked, he, da he walked with this focus on the love of God. He, the Bible says his loving kindness was before his eyes, not behind him. We don't look back and say, God, you sure did love me. You're going to stumble and fall. You don't look around and say, you know what? God loves me. God is good. God, God is a loving God. Uh, friend, that won't get you very far. But when you're walking, and you're walking in clearness, and you got your eyes focused on his loving kindness that's before you. Then you're moving on. You're looking focused upon his love. And wherever you go, looking at his love. He loved me. He loves my family. He loves, he loves. And you just follow him as you're looking at his love. Amen. That's what we want, don't we? Now you're focused upon his love. But I noticed uh, that that word eyes there would be focused. But it also means that as you're going and moving or progressing, that you're fixed upon his favor. His loving kindness means favor. And that favor uh, that you would look upon and say, say, God, as I go today, 
I'm looking at the favor you had for me. You favored me. I remember yesterday, you favored me, but I'm looking for you today. I see that favor. You're going to favor me today. You're going to favor me tomorrow. Lord, loving kindness means favor of God. And God has favored you. God's blessed you. God, God has given to you. God's been good to you. And that's what you're looking at. You're not looking at the filthy now and now. You're not looking at everybody else who's corrupted and, and cruel and, and ugly. You're not going to look at all of the news and all of the politics and all the things that are going around in the world today. You're not going to look at your own self and say, boy, how sorry I am. How I fall and stumble. How I'm pathetic. How won't you get your act together, Larry? What's wrong with you? You look yourself in the mirror and you begin to cry and you say, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, but David said, I'm looking at the loving kindness, the favor of God. See, that would get you in the way of going to revival. But not only do you focused and fixed, but you're fastened on the mercy of God. That loving kindness means mercy. And you're just fastened on that mercy. When troubles come your way, you say, God's been merciful to me. I've been here before, and God's been very kind. Oh, yes, I've. I know I hurt. I know the feelings are not good. I know the emotions are high. But I'm looking at his mercy. Oh, he's been so merciful. His grace has been sufficient. His mercy endureth forever. His everlasting love. Oh, his favor. That's what my eyes are set upon. And many of us today allow our eyes to go from there to here. And then we lose our walk. The reasoning why David could look to God and request, judge me, examine me, improve me, is because he said, I have walked. Have you walked? How is your walk? Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder what you'll do this morning concerning your furtherance of this Endeavor of being revived. Would your walk of carefulness say, or of clearness would say, you know, people didn't distract me. Problems don't distract me. Pressures don't distract me. I'm clear. I've got my eyes upon him. I wonder this morning, is our hearts in the mind of furtherance of this endeavor of revival? Are you that way this morning? Are you just over it? Are you just been there, done that? It's time to move on. It's time to get back to the old grind. Some have come to the altar. Will you come? Will you come? I need to get saved, Brother Larry. I have no idea what you're even talking about. I just need Christ. And you may be here this morning and say, I do know Christ. I'm saved. I just can't bring myself to that place where I ask God to judge me, to examine me, and to prove me. The reason why is because I haven't walked that way. 
Won't you come this morning and say, I'm ready to walk that way. You sing, Brother George. I believe people are doing business with God. How about you? Where are you this morning? In this renewing, this reviving, this refreshing. Where are you at this morning? How is it going for you? How are you feeling today? You'll never make a difference in your home unless revival hits your heart. You'll never, never make an impact. You'll never be that influence until you get to that place of humility and submission and say, God, you judge me. You examine me. You prove me. The only influence you'll be is bad. The only impact you'll have is none. God, bring us to this place of humility and submission. Bow our heads and bow our hearts. Say, God, I have walked. You judge me. Yes, amen. But, George, won't you, you have your... You have your songbook with you. Let's sing, I have decided to follow Jesus as a congregation. As he's pray. 397, let's sing that together this morning as many are still praying. Don't want to interrupt that. Don't want to get in the way of that. That's my heart this morning. I have decided to follow Jesus. Decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The Lord would go on me, still I will follow. Sing it out now. Sing it with your heart. Sing it to the Lord this morning. I will follow. No turning back. No turning. Sing out now. Sing with all you got. Me, the cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. Do you mean that? I mean that with all my heart. May the Lord bless you, church. Let's go eat. And uh, we know we're eating. We, we know. We know. I don't know, but we know. Amen. And uh, let's enjoy a meal together. Again, church, I love you. I do. I care for your soul. And I pray that you'll walk with God like you never walked before. Amen. All right, let's pray and uh, be dismissed here this morning with a word of prayer. Brother George, you do that for us, my brother.
Oh.